Our scripture reading for this morning is from the letter to uh, James to the 12 uh, tribes in, in Diaspora in the first chapter, uh, verses 22 through 27. But be doers of the word, not merely hearers who deceive themselves. But if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and go away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If anything, they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, the religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you once again that we are before you, meditating upon your word. Continue to talk to us during this time. Continue to give us strength. I pray that at this time you uh, give me your grace, that I may be your vessel, that I can be speak. Uh, words of truth that come from you, and before the edification of this church and the, your glorification. In your name we pray. Amen. So, probably by this time, you may know that we, the ministry team, are, are a bit odd, if you will, to say the least. I like that word. Uh, why? Because we kind of like to preach from obscure uh, passages in the Bible. Last time, uh, Elaine preached from Philemon, which is just, you know, really little. And now we're preaching from James. Uh, last week she preached from James. I'm preaching from James. It's also a little letter there in the middle of nowhere. And uh, you don't, I don't know if you have heard many uh, uh, messages from James, but I haven't. So I guess I don't like to say weird. We just have character, right? Anywho, James. Uh, James is, uh, again, as I said, little, little, little letter uh, in the middle of nowhere, but it's small but mighty, tiny but mighty, and has a lot of wisdom, has a lot of challenges, uh, or challenging us as we live in our Christian faith. And today, there is two, two principles, or two things that I want to point out for us. And the best way that we can see in these five verses uh, it is like when you want something desperately, right? You want to do something or, or want to acquire something, and you provide all these arguments as to why you want or that thing is very good for you. Let me give you an example. When I go to my wife and I said, look at this beautiful screen, right? Yeah, somebody, yeah. Has all the bells and whistles. You can plug it to your computer. You can plug it in the Wi-Fi. You can do YouTube, I mean, YouTube stuff. You can uh, Bluetooth stuff. I mean, it's awesome. Therefore... We should buy it. My wife, of course, goes like, not impressed. Uh, my son, he's going uh, to be 10 uh, next month, and uh, he has a long list of what he wants for his birthday. And one of those is, is uh, he told me that he wants these uh, LeBron James shoes. And he told me that uh, if he has those shoes, the LeBron James shoes, he's going to run faster. He's going to jump, you know, higher, and he's going to play as well as LeBron James. 
Therefore, he should, he should have it, even though if they are like a hundred and some dollars for a pair of shoes for a nine-year-old boy, right? And I can go on and on and on on things like guitars and drums, Mike, amen. Uh, we should have these set of drums, hallelujah, amen. <laughs> so James is doing basically the same thing. It is, in the beginning, he says, the first therefore, it is that be doers of the word, the word of God, the word that was revealed in Jesus Christ. Be doers, not hearers. In doers, another, another word translating is a, a maker, a performer, a fulfiller, a obeyer of the law, right? Somebody who is listening, so do it. Basically, it's uh, like Nike, just do it. Don't be a hearer. And, and another translation would be like, or another image for you is like, you're sitting in a movie theater and you're just receiving everything. It's kind of, full, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun, but it, you're not doing anything, right? You don't contribute to, to Spider-Man and the great, the amazing Spider-Man or anything. So it says, you're doers, you know, just go into the mirror and forget what you are. Do, do, do. Be, why? So therefore, you will be blessed in your doing. If you do, you will be blessed in your doing. Therefore. Now, another, have you heard that word before, blessed, in another part of the Bible? Probably it is, like, all over the Bible. But it's, I'm thinking a specific one, and I know you can read minds. <laughs> so read my mind. The Sermon of the Mount. Blessed are those who are mourning. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. It is the same word, makarios, which also can be translated as happy. So in your doing, be happy about it, because you'll be blessed. So it's also an attitude. So it's not only about doing, but you're doing it with a big smile, because it comes from the inner peace and the inner strength that God has given to you. So whenever you do, you will be blessed. You will be happy about it. You will be happy. Therefore, you will be happy. That's the first therefore. The second one is this. If anything, they are religious, and no bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, that religion is worthless. Therefore, the, the, the true religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to care for orphans, widows, and distress. Therefore, take care of these people. Now, if you were back in that time, if you heard the widows and the orphans, it's going to be like ring, ding, 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 ding. Because there's something for Jewish people that they understand this. And let me just tell you how many passages are about uh, or orphans and widows and immigrants, actually. Deuteronomy 10, 14, 16, 24, 26, 27. Take care of the widow and, uh, and the orphan and the immigrant. When you uh, plow your, your fields, leave some behind for the widow and the orphan and the immigrant. When you bring your uh, crops, leave some in the gate of the, of the city so that the orphan, the widow, and the immigrant can eat. If, uh, do justice to the immigrant, the widow, and the, uh, and the orphan. And in the, at the end, in the Deuteronomy 27, when they are making a pledge to God, a covenant with God, they say, uh, we pledge ourselves to you, God, and we will, you will know that this is, this, is, this is kind of true, and we pinky swear, because we will be bringing justice to the orphan, the widow, and the immigrant. So this is not new for them. So this is ringing, ding, ding, ding. So bottom line, in these five 
verses. Two conclusions. Therefore, if you are a follower of the word, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are to do two things. One, you will be blessed. You will be happy by doing the word of God. Not just listening, but doing the word of God. And two, you will be... uh, how, how do you want to accomplish doing the word of God? By taking care of the orphan, the widow, and the immigrant. Now, the orphan, the widow, and the immigrant at that time were the lowest of the lowest. So I would translate it as everybody in need and even in great need. Everybody who's in need, you're taking care of us. Today is our second installment of uh, our series, uh, Three Simple Rules. Right, John Wesley back in the day said, live by these simple rules, do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. And this is our covenant between us ministry team, that we're going to do that at all times, and we want to covenant alongside with you. So today is do good. I want you to be do-gooders. They call it do-gooders, right? Those villagers are do-gooders. Uh, so how, but why is this, why this, this word is important for us today? How many people? Why do you think this is important? I mean, it's always important, right? It's always, always important to remember that we need to do good at all times, to be happy about it, and to do with those who need, be in need. But why the most pressing today? Maybe you have seen a commercial on Christmas time uh, about Apple products, Frankenstein, ringing any bells? All right, we're going to see it anyway. And, uh, and when we come back from the commercial, haha, uh, let's talk about it. All right.
Have you heard that? Have you seen that before? No? Well, now you saw it now. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to the commercial break. So Frankenstein type of monster walks all the way to the village and starts to sing a carol, right? And uh, they don't like him. Suspicious. Everybody starts to sing. Happy ending. What is the tagline? Open your hearts to everyone. Open your hearts to everyone. Now, this is all good and fine. I, I you don't have any problem with that, the tagline. I think it's, it's lovely. Maybe the issue that I have with it is, isn't that our tagline? Isn't it the church's tagline? Isn't that supposed to be our message? But now it's apples. Go figure. Uh, n- next slide. Uh, I'm going to go here a little bit lecture with you, but I just want to show a little statistics. So there is this study from the Pew Research Center saying that millennials, so the younger people, those born after 1980, are more, uh, they have more trust in uh, tech companies and small businesses than churches. So in other words, it's saying that if, uh, if Apple says, Open your hearts to everyone. Yeah, let's open our hearts to everyone. If we say, open your hearts to everyone, no, whatever, sure. In other words, uh, how many of you have eaten a pie junkie? Pie junkie? Amen. Amen? All right, if you haven't eaten a pie junkie, you should. Now, this is an unpaid commercial. But anyway, uh, if pie junkie is just, it's really good junkie. Uh, Junkie, no, it's a good, good pies. Anyway, if pie junkie says, uh, let us start something altruistic, something for the good of the community, they always say, yeah, pie junkie, let's go buy some pies with them, even though they clog my arteries. But I don't care. They're good. Uh, but if, uh, if we say, let's start something for the kids, yeah, sure, whatever. Nah. Now, we can, we can debate. Let's go to the other, other slide. We can debate as to why the church is not trusted as, as it used to be anymore. We can, again, I don't want to be a lecture here, and we can talk and talk and talk about it. But bottom line is that more than ever, we need to show and do good. More than ever, we need to do good. So the next time, we don't see Apple in there, but we see the village Open your hearts to everybody, or the Methodist church, or whatever church for that matter, but Christians, that's what I'm going with, that we can come back to that, to, that, to that place in society. But we start by showing who we are, and therefore, we need to, what, be happy about it, about our toil, and be in doing things for the needy in this case. So do good. Next, next slide, next slide, or come back to the other slide. To do good. So do good. Remember that. Do good. So there are three things that I want for you to remember. Three things. One, to do good is an essential part of being a Christian. So if you call yourself, if we call ourselves Christian, therefore, we need to do good. Right? To do good. To do good to whom? Well, let's think about these concentric circles. All right? First, let's think about our family. Our spouse, our son, our daughter, our siblings, our mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, uncle, whoever is in that circle, are we doing good? Are we are saying, I love you? Are we, saying, are we showing that we love that person? 
that concent first concentric circle. Then the other, the other circle is the, the outer world, and it's probably a little bit more challenging. Work, church, oh man, I have to see him again, oh no. But do good. Do good. Your neighbor, your immediate neighbor, your actual neighbor. Uh, co-worker in school, do good. Showing your, that you are a Christian, showing that by your deeds that you love and you are a follower of Jesus. And your third one, your community. Now, I'm a, I'm a newcomer, if you will, to this congregation, but you have a wonderful thing going. And uh, one of your jewels, one of your treasures, maybe you don't see it anymore because, you know, it's, you've been doing it for a long time in San Carlos. It's been forever. But those Wednesday nights, I'm telling you that this is amazing. If you haven't experienced it, you need to come on Wednesday nights. It's, it's a wonderful place where you can meet the community, meet people who not come to this church particularly to worship with us, but they come and partake, uh, share communion, if you will, share the table with us. And let me tell you one example of that. Uh, there was this lady who it was just eating by herself. You know, you can make any of her. I sat down with her and started to talk with her. And she said, the first thing I, I asked her, you know, how are you doing? And that kind of stuff, how is life going? And she said, well, actually, uh, I'm living in my car right now. And it is very nice to have somebody to talk with and have a hot meal. What a wonderful witness that is of this church. That among all the things that we do, that Wednesday night, somebody in, in this deep need, living in a car, have somebody to speak with in a hot, a hot, a hot beverage and a hot uh, meal. So do good. Uh, that, that is. So essential part of Christianity. If you are a Christian, do good. Family. Workers, school, community, right? Church, that kind of thing. Two is a spiritual discipline. Think of this as praying. Uh, think of this as fasting. Think of this as uh, coming to worship. Do good is also a spiritual practice. So you may, or we all need to maybe come today before God and say, hey, I think I've been slacking in this one. I do the others fine, but when it's come to do good, I don't want to, I don't like people. <laughs> so maybe we need to say, okay, I need to, how, how can I do good better? How, how can I increase my, my doing good to somebody else? Right? Uh, and again, it's a spiritual discipline and starts by acknowledging that we need to, a little bit of help in, in, that, in, that, in that part, just as praying, again, just as fast and just as in the other one. And the third one is, be proactive. Be proactive. This thing about do good is not about waiting for somebody to show up. Said, okay, well, I guess nobody showed up today, so I'm not supposed to do any good today. Ta-da! No, be proactive. And I'm not saying that you should be in your car waiting, chasing ambulances, right? Like, oh, it's an ambulance. So you should chase it, chase it and say, okay, I pray for you, that kind of thing. I'm saying that either. But I'm saying that... Uh, there are opportunities, there are little windows when you can just offer a word of love, of hope, of comfort, um, maybe uh, a little a sandwich for a homeless person. I don't know. 
Whatever, whatever you think that that is right for you in that spiritual discipline and in any journey of faith. So it's essential for being a Christian. Uh, number two, it's a spiritual discipline. Number three, be proactive. All right? Can we, can we remember those? Essential to be a Christian. As a spiritual discipline, be proactive. Do good. So I leave you with, with this. I leave you with this, these words. Blessed are you. You're going to be toiling for God. You're going to be working for God. Because you're going to be happy. And out of that work, a lot of fruit is going to, it's going to bear. Amen? So be proactive. Be spiritual disciplined. It's an essential part of our Christianity. Amen? Happy are you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.